You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff. This is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and we have a very special episode for you today. Our studio is jam-packed with people, uh, so we're just going to kind of go down the line. We have our normal hosts here, Ken, Jeff, and Matt. How's it going, guys? Hey, yeah. What up? We are doing great. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, you are welcome. Uh, Robot Matt is here to stay. Um, also in the studio, uh, a special guest is uh, my co-host Mark from Movieality, uh, our sister podcast. How's it going, Mark? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me, Neil. Yeah, no and problem. everyone else. <laughs> um, so it's it's fun that Mark's here. Um, we just wanted to kind of billboard uh, our changeover. So Mark and I have a podcast that was called Best of the Best, but we've um, change it over to Movieality to be uh, sort of in the same network as Triviality. It's uh, Mark, why don't you just talk about it real quick? It's the same podcast, just a little bit different. Uh, yeah. So if you listen to best of best of the best at all, we um, we made we we wanted to change this to like change our branding up and 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 really just the the problem of being more searchable. Uh, we're hoping with a, a new name and uh, and with that a little bit of format change, we would you know kind of increase our listenership. So we're still going to be doing sort of niche discussions about particular film subjects um, and, and movie subjects. Um, we'll still be doing that. We'll be doing some interviews and also we'll be doing some mini sods where we'll have like a, we're doing like a kind of questionnaire um, with, with uh, guests and uh, kind of just kind of more current film discussion too with Neil and I. So a little bit different, but hopefully uh, more of the same, uh, the, the parts you like at least. So yeah, and we have uh, some great interviews with filmmakers uh, in front of and behind the camera, uh, like Lynn Shay from Insidious. We had uh, director David F. Sandberg, uh, who's doing the Shazam movie right now, which is a great interview. And uh, we'll have some more in the future, but uh, just fun movie content um, where Mark and I just, uh, you know, spout nonsense. So uh, before we move on, I just yeah. want to say I was uh, a fan of Best of the Best before our merger, and I'm looking forward to the partnership. Mm-hmm. I know you guys mentioned uh, Shawshank Redemption a lot. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That's one of Neil's favorites. I know. Yep. Um, I watched it again over over this weekend. Crap, oh. it's <laughs> terrible. Worst movie in 1994. Oh. Wow, no, so mistaken. I'm just kidding. Wow, wow. Yeah, there were some bad movies in '90. I think The Big Green might have been '94. <laughs> <laughs> Ladybugs. No, no, it's it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Roger Deakins. Um, also joining us in the studio, our special guest host today, Julie Rossi and Jamie Aitchison. And uh, how you guys doing? 
Good. How are good. you? Good. What up, honkies? <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Doing pretty good. Um, so we we wanted to invite them on the show because uh, all four of us, or actually all three of us, Matt was there in spirit. Uh, we went to the uh, movie trivia at Logan Theater in Chicago. Uh, first of all, if you haven't been to the theater, please check it out. It's awesome. Um, but they ran, uh, at least for me, being a movie nerd, uh, my favorite movie trivia I've ever been to. So, oh, yeah, awesome job. Um, and uh, if you guys... If you you should check it out, the Logan Theater movie trivia. We'll let them uh, explain a little bit more. But why don't you guys just tell us about your trivia background, what you do, where you host, and all that good stuff? You want to kick it off? Sure. Cool. Uh, so yes, uh, I'm I'm Jamie. Julie and I host at the Logan Theater. We've been doing uh, movie trivia there for about four years now. 2014. Yeah. Is that when we started? Yep. Oh yep. my God, it's been four years. Yes, it has. We're old pros, Jesus. vets even. Uh, we took it over from another woman who was hosting. Uh, she moved on to greener pastures, those pastures being in the suburbs. She had a baby. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to say R.I.P. I was very worried there. Yeah. She had a baby. Yeah, she, she didn't buried die six or anything like that. She just uh, went to Crystal Lake and had yeah. a baby. She went to a That's farm like where she can run, run around <laughs> right. freely. She's she socially dead. Now. She crossed the, the rainbow, rainbow bridge. bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dogs. We're animal lovers, obviously. I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's basically it. Um, I've since gone on to host other trivia games at other venues, but uh, Logan is is home, um, and it's my uh, sanctuary. And so I appreciate that you came out and, and enjoyed our, our movie trivia, because oh, yeah. we put a lot of our heart into that, that little They're game. They're really, really well-written questions. You guys are going to hear some of them now, but uh, you can tell the amount of work that you guys put into the questions. Um, and before we start, too, where can everyone find both of you, and where can they find the trivia shows? Um, I have a Facebook page called Chicago Pop Trivia. Um, just go to Facebook backslash Chicago Pop Trivia. Um, and I have a calendar of all the events, all the places that I, I host. I also do some a little bit of bingo. Been dabbling in the bingo lately. So I got a, a bingo game going <laughs> in a couple places. So yeah, check out that uh, that page and, and you'll see all the info. Awesome. And uh, and Julie, um, you also uh, did a great job hosting one of the games that we went to. I, one was Jamie, one was, was Julie. Um, you did a special... Uh, round kind of for us because i think we were second place right that, that day that we came so we got yeah we were in second place and you let the teams pick the category so we thought you know for a future bonus episode which will hopefully come out soon uh, you did a roadhouse themed game oh i sure did <laughs> so, oh yeah so we're pretty excited about that <laughs> you guys can kill it i know and you, as you can see you're, you're i know sitting. i saw the poster i was like well should i ask my questions for roadhouse now <laughs> the, i mean they can turn around the, de- <laughs> the devotion to swayze is serious they can just around turn around here. i mean like i think i'm asking about though all three of the scenes on that poster <laughs> in my questions and then yes and i also host movie trivia at the logan theater on tuesday nights jamie and i alternate weeks and i only host on tuesdays and i don't host anywhere else and i don't have social media to be followed on and i just yeah whatever sorry guys. so if everyone is enamored with you they'll just bug, <laughs> bug jamie to bug you right yeah, exactly absolutely. that's okay. how it's gonna have to work I'll be your agent yeah. unfortunately yeah. you can be my agent yes. when we just i, I have I to have jamie associates. do this before we start you did a really good impression of um of uh, an snl skit if you just want to say it Sready balls. Okay, thanks. That was really good. <laughs> Probably SNL fans. I like that. Oh, tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Oh, good times. Um, well, yeah, I guess uh, if you guys are ready, we'll just kick it to them to run the game. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. 
At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. Uh, it was going to be three on one, uh, but Mark is here today, so it's going to be Neil and Mark versus uh, Team Moviality versus Jeff, Ken, and Matt, Team Triviality, so it's going to be a lot of ality today. Hey, uh, get your ego out of here. <laughs> three on one. Get out of here, Neil. I, I think I could have been okay. <laughs> I, I could hang with you. I'm going to do round one, just so you guys know. And um, I was inspired by one of the greatest lines ever uttered in a movie, which is, of course, I'm too old for this <laughs> So this is 10 questions about 10 characters in 10 different movies, and they are all too old for this So we're going to get started with question number one. One of the first times the line, I'm too old for this was uttered on film happened in the year 1980. The movie is The Hunter, about real-life professional bounty hunter Ralph Papa Thorson. And Papa is too old for this shit. Bounty hunting, his pregnant girlfriend, friends who die in the line of duty, basically everything. Plus, Papa is terrible at driving, which is ironic since the star of the movie is an actual famous driver. The Hunter was this actor's final role before he died of cancer at the age of 50. Who plays Papa in The Hunter? I wrote down, I just wrote down dead guy. Um, that was my contribution. That's your that is correct. Point. He is definitely dead. Is <laughs> it possibly mini driver? <laughs> Adam driver. Yeah. O- only if he's shirtless. <laughs> I'm trying to think of somebody who was probably, you just, you just said cancer, right? No mm-hmm. specific cancer? Probably a heavy smoker. <laughs> Team uh, Moviality is locked in. All right. How old was Steve McQueen? When I kick the bucket, uh, that I don't know, but he's—I I was thinking. Paul, I know Paul Newman raced, uh, Paul raced Newman cars, but he much was much longer. older. Yeah. Uh, Steve McQueen might be our best bet. I know he was in a lot of car movies. Yeah, James Dean I was really much younger. Know. I know that for sure. He died way before then. Let's um, go, Steve McQueen. Oh, he was bones at that point. <laughs> Let's go, Steve McQueen. What do you think? That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> really, really disrespectful. Is, is David Boreanaz? Is that... All right. So you guys want to go with Steve McQueen then? I got we got nothing else so Steve McQueen so Mark and I were talking like Newman was in the verdict which was after 1980 so we're like it can't be Paul Newman or at least we didn't think it was Paul well, Newman and Paul Newman was in Road to Perdition which is way after 2004 yeah, yeah. yeah exactly um, but uh, Mark and I had the same train of thought which was yeah. uh, we went Steve McQueen the answer is Steve McQueen hey. oh, right. <laughs> okay question number two in the movie Death Proof Abernathy has an onset relationship with the director of the film she's working on her friends make fun of her because they're of their totally PG romance, and they wonder why she won't just sleep with him. And I'll tell you why. He plays mind games, and she's too old for this shit. And then she just sits in the back of a Dodge Charger while her stunt team friends play a dangerous game, and Kurt Russell tries to kill them with a car. Who plays Abernathy in Death Proof? Team Triviality is uh, locked in right away, uh, waiting for Team Moviality. <laughs> so it's... Uh... <laughs> If she's the cheerleader who sits in the back seat, yeah. Because now I'm thinking, though, the driver is from Rent, and she is also an actress. They're all actors in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Rosario Dawson is also an actress in the movie. Yeah. Sorry, I hate this movie. Um, <laughs> I loved this movie. Oh, Tarantino's worst. <laughs> no, Neil's got a thing about Tarantino. I'll go with whatever he... your best. Because um, I'm, I'm looking out. And then just to, just to make sure, your clue was that she sits in the back of the car. She sits in the backseat of the Dodge Charger while her stunt team friends play a dangerous game. Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, so Mary Elizabeth Winstead is on the farm, but she sits there and she they leave her to babysit. Okay, so yeah, we're going to lock we're in with uh, well, Rosario Dawson. 
Uh, yeah, Rosario Dawson for us. Yeah, and the answer is Rosario right. Dawson. So that's why your questions are so good, because when we're at Logan, the first half of the question, you're like, oh, we got it. And then you throw a little curveball in there. And that's why I, I for some reason. Yeah, I, uh, for, yeah I, I was thinking it was the stunt woman, but she doesn't. She's the one on, Zoe the, Bell. on the hood or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Australian actress, yeah. Our questions have plot twists. <laughs> they do. They're the Shyamalan of trivia cinematic in themselves. <laughs> Number three. In 2006's The Night Listener, Gabriel Noon is too old for this shit. He's a late-night radio host specializing in spooky tales called from his active imagination, and then he gets caught up in a spooky tale of his own about a young boy who suffered years of sexual abuse and spends the movie trying to prove that that boy is real. The actor who plays Gabriel has also played a bum, a shrink, and a robot. Who plays Gabriel in The Night Listener? Dave Coulier? We're in. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, he played a robot. Robin Williams, we're writing down Robin Williams because you guys are in, right? Yeah. He, he played Bicentennial Man. Uh, he played uh, um, Good Will Hunting. And then he was a, a bum, I guess, in the Fisher King. Uh, I can't remember which one. But anyway, uh, and Jumanji, yeah. he was kind of a bum at some point. Um, <laughs> he was stranded in the jungle, yeah. man. He's not a bum. He I turned into our a bum. Best, uh, he couldn't get a job. He was a bad dad in Miss Doubtfire. Yeah, He's mo- kind of a bum. Movialities, <laughs> team movialities locked in with Robin Williams. Uh, so are Locked we. In. And the answer is, of course, Robin Williams. Okay, number four. In Adventures in Babysitting, Chris is too old for this shit. When her dream date stands her up, she agrees to a babysitting gig, expecting a dull night in front of the TV. But her friend is in trouble, so she packs up the kids and heads to the big city of Chicago to have an adventure. Who plays Chris in Adventures in Babysitting? We're one locked. of my crushes. Oh, no. This is a really hard. That one, only narrows guys. it down to like seventy five. I was things. actually going to mention this in our earlier questions. Yeah, we're uh, we're in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is a movie I used to love watching. Uh, the opening when uh, Chris is dancing in the mirror um, to that old uh, I can't remember the song, but it's the um, the and then he kissed and then he kissed me. Bing, bing, bing. Bing. Yeah, yes. one. great yeah. opening. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio as Thor. Mm-hmm. As the same character over and over again. All right, guys, uh, we're locking <laughs> in with Elizabeth Shue. Okay, uh, we also locked in with Elizabeth Shue. I think both of you got that correct. The answer is, of course, Elizabeth Shue. Ready for number five? Oh yeah. Okay, Brian Fantana is too old for this. Sh- when Ron Burgundy, the lead anchor of his news team, leaves the channel leaves Channel Four in disgrace, he and his friends are lost without him and refuse to accept the leadership of the new head anchor, Veronica Corningstone. But then Ron comes back and asks his friends to accept him back into their circle, and Brian welcomes him with open arms. Who plays Brian Fantana in Anchorman? We're uh, we're gonna be locked in over here yeah. at Mobility. Yeah. Nope. All right. So the the crew is. Um... Paul Rudd, Steve Carell, and uh, the guy who plays Packer on The Office, whose name I can't remember, but I think this character is Paul Rudd. It might be the Packer guy. Yeah, why is that name escaping me? But I think it's Paul Rudd, anyways. Yeah, me too. All right, Paul Rudd, final answer. Paul Rudd usually works 60% of the time every time, so (laughs) we went with Paul Rudd. And what is the name of his cologne? Uh, Sex Panther. Sex Panther. Sex Panther. (laughs) Yes, it's Paul Rudd. Okay. Famously, it smells like Bigfoot's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> number six in tyler perry's movie for colored girls juanita right, is up. too old for this <laughs> she and her lover frank have been in a shitty relationship for a while and he cheats on her and leaves her then comes back begging for more 
The actress who plays Juanita was also in the movies Crash, The Preacher's Wife, and Waiting to Exhale, but she's probably more recognizable from her TV roles on Boston Public and Grey's Anatomy. Who plays Juanita? I, I really have no idea, but I have something I can write down as a guess. I know who it is, but I couldn't tell you the name. Picture the face. Yeah, I know exactly who it is. We've often accepted drawings. She's, she definitely answers. has that face. Like Georgia. if you see a picture of her, you'll know who she is. I if mean, that would draw, make sense. Uh, representatively, as, we will accept it. I think she's in at least one or two of the movies. All right, we're in. And I, I can see her face. My best guess is uh, just, but I don't know the name. Are you talking about the girl from Westworld? Was she in? I know she was in for Color Girls, I think. Um, I don't know if she was on Grey's Anatomy, though. I think it's the nurse, but I can't remember her name. It's um, If it's the girl from, from Westworld who's who's British, it's... Um, no, it's it's definitely... Now that now that I'm thinking out loud, it's the uh, it's the woman that's in Crash, the nurse, but I can't think of her name. And it's not the girl from Westworld? I don't think so. Okay. Um, all right. Do you just want to go... It's not Sandra Bullock, so... Oh, man. Was, I don't I don't think Angela Bassett was in Crash. Man, this is this is tough, too, because I, I know it's there. I just I can't pull it. Do you want to go um, Nye Long or Angela Bassett? Those are bad answers, but I know. Sure. I know. <laughs> you, you pick one. I give it to you. Sure, yeah, Angela Bassett. Answer. For the record, Neil, yeah. the actress you were thinking of is Thandie Newton. Thandie Newton, yeah. Thank you, Angela Bassett. We'll just go All with right. that. We went with fellow bad answer, Angela Bassett. <laughs> uh, both of those answers are incorrect, and the answer is Loretta Devine. Mm. Ooh, okay. Here's a picture of her right here. Ah, yeah, that's, uh, yes. that's she played yep. the nurse in. She yes, played crash. the nurse in Crash. God damn it. <laughs> oh man, good question. Like I said, everybody knows her face. You were right, you though. As soon face. as that picture came up, I'm like, yep. I know who that is. You're like, oh, points, it's her. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Just no points. That's all. Okay. You guys lose points. We stay the same. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, number seven. In the movie Showtime, veteran detective Mitch Preston is, of course, too old for this <laughs> When he's faced with a $10 million lawsuit, he's forced to team up with a regular patrol officer to star on a new reality-based TV cop show. But his department is constantly trying to make the show more viewer friendly and tries to paint Mitch as a stereotypical police officer. Who plays Mitch in Showtime? I have no frame of reference on yeah. this one. So uh, we can confirm with them. Um, you said you want to know who Mitch is? Correct. The and, veteran detective. Yeah. Okay, we're in. Let's just go with uh, Leslie Nielsen because I don't know. I have no idea. It's fair. Only, the only detective you could think of. <laughs> yeah, Leslie Nielsen. We got locked in. You're, you're good, you. You're good. Robert De Niro. <laughs> that was your De Niro. It was bad. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't fully commit. I didn't fully commit. I thought you were having a stroke. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you're good, you. 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 You're good, you. <laughs> yeah, Robert De Niro. Sorry, Robert De Niro is our answer. The answer is Robert De Niro. Right. Okay. Ready for the next one? In the movie Undercover Brother, the chief is too old for this And he says the line while staring at a picture of his hero, Mr. Danny Glover. The chief is the leader of Brotherhood, a secret organization that battles the man's influence on society, and they recruit Undercover Brother to join their ranks when they learn about the man's attempts to sabotage the presidential campaign of a black politician. The actor who plays the chief has made appearances in the movies The Frighteners, Annapolis, and I, Robot, plus starring roles on TV shows like Pushing Daisies and Boston Public alongside the actress from number six. Name this actor. And if you're wrong, you're not off by much because those people look exactly the same then, which is why I think they're the same person. Oh, yeah. oh I know who it is. He, um, he played a chef. He always has his arms crossed. He always has like that uh, up, you know, they always like... 
He's he always has that uh, expression like mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get. I <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. I know his name. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> no, and he, I know uh, the movie you're talking about where he plays a chef. Yes, he he was. Are a, you guys locked in? Yeah. Okay. If we got it right, I'm very proud because okay. it's something that was I it came waiting? Up with. Was it waiting? He was a chef in? Yes. Okay. So um, cheating. No, I, I knew. It. I just I know he's 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 big and burly. Okay. Um, very expressive face. Oh, uh, Charles S. Dutton. No, uh, he's older. Charles S. Dutton. He's older than Charles S. Dutton. Actually, wait. Maybe that's right. I remember Eddie Griffin is the undercover. Eddie Griffin is. Yeah. I don't. I'm trying to. I'm blanking on this person. Maybe it is Charles S. Dutton. I feel like it's not, but maybe that does sound right. But you want to just go with that because I can't think. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name right now. Maybe that's right. I don't know. I just picture him. We're gonna lock in with Charles S. Dutton. Um. Yeah, we're going with uh, Shy McBride. Oh, that's it. Shy McBride. (sighs) Okay, I'm gonna move on. Number nine. In Lethal Weapon, Roger Murtaugh is too old for this sh**. He gets partnered up with Martin Riggs, a cop with suicidal tendencies, and together they go up against a heroin smuggling organization made up of former special ops forces from the Vietnam War, led by a retired general and his right-hand man, Mr. Joshua. We're switching it up. Who plays Joshua in Lethal Weapon? We're in. So Gary Busey is the the main bad, so I think Joshua is like the henchman. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it maybe uh, Jake Busey? I have no idea. I can't remember Lethal Weapon. It's been forever since I've seen it. Yeah. I think I can picture him as like a big blonde guy, but I can't place it. Um, I'm, I mean, you're on more of a path than I am. Let's go with, uh, I don't know, let's go with Jake Busey, I guess. Okay. I don't think that's right, though. I think it's more of a, more of a Ivan Drago type. Ivan Drago. <laughs> let's go with Jake Busey. Okay. And we're lock, locking in at Gary with Gary Busey. And the answer is Gary Busey. Oh, man. oh is Gary Busey the henchman? <laughs> he's the henchman. He's oh. the henchman, yeah. I thought he was yeah. the main bad. No, he's, he's, he's the, the tough. general. Okay, and the final question, question number 10. In the movie Lethal Weapon 4, Martin Riggs is too old for this shit. After escaping death again and again, Riggs and Murtaugh are put on a hit list by the triads. When bloodthirsty mercenaries are on their tail, they team up with new detective Lee Butters, who's secretly impregnated Murtaugh's daughter. Who plays Lee Butters in Lethal Weapon 4? I didn't get this far into the Lethal Weapons. I think I've only seen one and two. That's a crime. Okay, we're we're in. We're locked in. I skipped those and went right to five. Who we think, like Christian Slater or something like that? What? So what year? Hey, Murta, I impregnated your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) So this is probably what? And your impressions are pretty great today. 93, somewhere around? Maybe a little later. Hey, Murta, it's me, Joker. (laughs) I really had no no guess. Yeah, this is a. Yeah, we got nothing. I think Christian Slater. <laughs> Sticking with him. <laughs> he seems like somebody who would impregnate your daughter. <laughs> he, he he would. He's he's a troublemaker. Um. So we we we're gonna take your Christian Slater and we're gonna we're gonna slice off everything up to the T I A N and leave Chris and then add Rock for Chris Rock. Oh wow, we were way off. For our answer. Christian Slater and Chris Rock. The answer is Chris Rock. Mm. And that's all. They confuse all the time. I know. It's super confusing. They look so much alike. All right. So after uh, a great round one uh, hosted by Julie, it's uh, Team Moviality with 80 and Team Triviality with 60. So tight game. All right. So uh, before we go into the swing round, just make sure you guys uh, go to TrivialityPodcast.com for all our new episodes and uh, hit us up on Patreon.com slash TrivialityPodcast to uh, have some of our perks. So thank you to everyone who's recently... Uh, become a Patreon supporter. Okay. 
Uh, so this swing round uh, is going to be lightning fast. I'm going to give you three traits and or three occupations. These are descriptions of roles that a singular actor or actress has played. All I need you to do is tell me the actor. I'll give you an example. And they're all going to start, you know that such and such. The, the game is called, you know that such and such. You know that mystery writer who played rollerball in the USO? That would be James Caan, right. as I'm describing Misery, Rollerball, and For the Boys. Okay. Jim Caan. Jim Caan. <laughs> Jimmy Caan. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number one. You know that artificially intelligent operating system who visited Japan and became a nanny? Number two. Heads up, this one is four descriptors. You know that guy whose dog died, even though he was also a dog, and then he went bird watching, even though he was also a bird. Number three. You know that slave who became a flight attendant in a galaxy far, far away? Number four. You know that young NASA trainee who fought aliens with a bat, then faked his own retirement? Number five. You know that first daughter who was also a queen and a stripper? Number six, you know that mutant from the Ozarks who started her own company? Number seven, you know that cop who saved Christmas, then became a retired gangster until he was shot by Donnie Wahlberg? Number eight, you know that Tomb Raider who married the first transgendered man who co-founded WikiLeaks? Number nine, you know that cowboy who joined the Marines and became a professional boxer? And number 10, you know that princess who became a singing prostitute in space? Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— we answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> All right, guys, it sounds like everyone has locked in their answers, yes? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. All right, let's take a look. I'm going to give you the movie titles. How about that? See, if, uh, see how close you got. Number no, one... Yeah. We were talking about her, Lost in Translation, and Nanny Diaries. Who'd you have? That would be Scarlett Johansson. We also had Scarlett Johansson. You're both correct. 
Uh, number two, we were talking about Marley and Me, Marmaduke, The Big Year, and Freebirds. Who is it? Yeah, we had some extra clues there, but really all we needed was the dead dog, so we went with Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we went with Owen Wilson, too. Oh my yeah, I wish I was in it. Paris in the 20s. Wow. Wow, wow. it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number three, we were talking about 12 Years a Slave, Nonstop, and Star Wars. Who is it? Uh, uh, we went with uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, yeah, I think that's right, but we went with uh, Samuel. Okay, no. <laughs> it is Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, number four. The movies we were talking about were Space Camp, Signs, mm, I and I'm Not Here. I love Space Camp. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Kelly Preston is great in that. She was. She was. Whip uh, me, beat me, take away my charge cards. NASA's talking. <laughs> <laughs> we're going with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Team Moviality also went with Joaquin Phoenix. You're both correct. It is Joaquin Phoenix. Number five. This was a tricky one. The uh, movies in question were Mars Attacks, Star Wars, and Closer. Uh, Natalie Portman. We, we also want Natalie Portman. That is correct. Number six. I thought I might have tricked you with the Mars Attacks one. That that's It, it, it took that uh, clue to get it. I was like, oh, uh-huh. I think she was Jack Nicholson's mm-hmm. daughter. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Number six. The movies we were talking about were X-Men, Winter's Bone, and Joy. That'd be Jennifer Lawrence. We also went with Jennifer Lawrence. That is correct. Number seven, we were talking about Die Hard, Whole Nine Yards, and The Sixth Sense. yippee ki yay We went with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willie. <laughs> Come up to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. Yeah, slick Bruce Willie style. <laughs> Bruno is correct. Number eight, the movies in question were Tomb Raider, The Danish Girl, and The Fifth Estate. Uh, we went with uh, Alicia Vikander. Yep, we also had Alicia Vikander. Da, that is correct. Number nine. The movies were Brokeback Mountain, Jarhead, and Southpaw. I got this one wrong. I was thinking it was Wild Wild West, Independence Day, and Ali, so we said Will Smith. Oh, good one. We went with Jake Gyllenhaal. That is correct. It was Jake Gyllenhaal. Number number 10. The movies we were talking about were Princess Diaries, Les Mis, and Interstellar. Uh, Oh, that would be uh, Princess of Genovia and Hathaway. And we also went with Anne Hathaway. You are both correct. It's Anne Hathaway. I like that you know that the country is Genovia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read a whole article about why Genovia should be real. You sure you didn't just watch the movie this morning? <laughs> I might have, yeah. It's on repeat. <laughs> is that after you wrote the article? <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Under a pseudonym. Um, so after the swing round, which was awesome, uh, Team Triviality pulled away with 40 points, and Team Moviality pulled away with 50 points. So 130 to 100 going into round two. Uh, yeah, those were a lot of fun. Maybe we'll have to spin that off into a bonus round sometime. We should. That'd be fun. I've got lots more. Oh, all right. Well, Great. then see us on Patreon, guys. Yeah. Round two. Here we go. So uh, in case you didn't know, in case you missed it, on Monday, it was Bruce Willis's birthday. Ha-cha-cha. <laughs> yippee Bruce Willis. So uh, we're going to do some questions about Bruce Willis quotes. All right. Sweet. These are going to be uh, fill in the blanks. Okay. But I will uh, lead you up with a bunch of clues. Here we go. Number one. In the original Die Hard, Bruce Willis plays John McClane, who is trying to take down terrorists in the Nakatomi Plaza. Part of his plan involves crawling through the heat ducts. As he shimmies through, he says, Now I know what a blank blank feels like. Fill in the blanks. As he shimmies through the heat ducts, he says, Now I know what a blank blank feels like. I know the scene. I, I didn't even think about that quote. Oh. I can't get... I can't specifically 
come down to the answer, but I can like guess one. Yeah, it's uh, tight, like in close quarters. I don't know why I thought of sausage, but um, now I know what a sausage feels like. <laughs> we need, we, that's it. <laughs> it's got to be two. Yeah, I know we need. I, no, you no, were so so. Mark sausage. wrote um, giant sausage. <laughs> if that's not the title, I'm out. <laughs> Mark wrote uh, baked potato. Um, I don't. Remember, this quote is yeah. I remember. I, I remember oh, so I many quotes in this movie, but this one I don't. Oh, I know what a baked potato sounds like. Uh, <laughs> it feels like. Um, <laughs> why a baked potato? I know. I, I don't it's it's got to be something because they're wrapped in that tin. Oh, he's in the heat duct. He's getting he's cooked in the, in the heat duct. Yeah, he's in the. Uh, is it microwave oven or it's something like? I don't know. Honestly, I don't I, know, man. It, it could be any anything. Yeah, let's just we, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go. Uh, I, I know what a baked potato feels like. Yeah. All right, me and uh, Matt came to a consen- consensus since Bruce Willis is character is kind of like old and grumpy even though he's not that old in the movie his his demeanor is that we figured it was now i feel what a canned sardine feels like <laughs> so baked potato canned sardine. yeah yeah tv dinner ah uh, dinner no, no, no you're kind of dinner feels like <laughs> that's pretty close i guess uh, yeah, yeah, food close. both food number two <laughs> In The Fifth Element, Bruce plays Corbin Dallas, a taxi driver who gets drawn into an intergalactic search for a legendary cosmic weapon that will save the universe. At one point, he's stopped by a police officer who, is, who asks if he's classified as a human. Complete Dallas's response. Negative. I am a meat blank. I don't know the quote, but I, I have a, an educated guess. That was the other one I was thinking. I don't know why I was thinking it though, because I've never seen the fifth element. So Let's go with the third one there. It's a meat baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are locked in. Yeah. We're locked um, in. So we're between. Uh, do you do you remember this quote or no? No. Okay, I, I don't either. So we just kind of wrote down meat locker, meat grinder, meat sandwich. Um, <laughs> I think our answers are better than yours. <laughs> um, I'm I'm, a, I'm the meat grinder. <laughs> I think that he if you guys got sausages on the mind for some reason. Yeah. If you if you ask Heidi Fleiss, he was a meat grinder. Um, Hello, that's that's a celebrity gossip. Uh, yeah, from the nineties. Nineties. <laughs> um, what do you want to go? Meat meat locker. Whatever you think. Okay, let's just go meat locker. Just doing the voice though, please. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna go with uh, no. I'm a meat locker. Uh, I think now you're just whispering. <laughs> we were thinking of a couple things: uh, meat puppet, meat bag, meat sack. Oh. Uh, maybe it was Meat Puppet because of the band Meat Puppets, but we went with uh, Meat Sack. That would make a lot more sense. Uh, the answer is negative. I am a meat popsicle. Oh. Mm. Delicious. Starting off strong in this round. He, does it right, he says it right after he stuffs that like his boss into the refrigerator mm. and then like hides him in the thing. And then he says, negative, I'm a meat popsicle. That's like a weird deja vu moment because when mm. I saw Matt writing Puppet, I thought he was going to write Popsicle. And I was oh. like, well, that would be a weird thing to say. <laughs> When I hear Meat Puppet, I think of Tango and Cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Which is is yeah, that where they right. got the name, the band? I don't know, but it's... Right. Come on, Meat Puppet, who pulls Cash your strings? Bands. <laughs> Question number three. In Live Free or Die Hard, John McClane is tasked with bringing a hacker named Matt Farrell, played by Justin Long, to the FBI. During an epic shootout, Matt Farrell is in awe when McClane, quote, killed a helicopter with his car. What is McLean's five-word response? Oh, wow. When Matt Farrell says, you killed a helicopter with your car, McLean has a five-word response. I will say, Mark, uh, for this all the, my... This all, is the worst of the diehards, by the way. Uh, no, the second, no, no. Second to worst. No, second, the, the last one was yeah, terrible. Was the worst. Yeah. Um, no, so with all my movie knowledge, the worst thing I'm at 
consistently is quotes. I am not good with quotes. Right. That's my worst. Um, you killed a helicopter with your car. You once said, are you looking right at me? <laughs> you know the famous taxi driver. Sometimes helicopters get killed with cars. <laughs> Something like, what else was I supposed to do? Yeah. Or like, uh, um... It's a rain. And your point yes. is no. It's a raining so. car. It's raining cars. Yippee ki yay! Helicopter car. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be some awesome sort of guesses. chance of cars. No, Bruce Willis famously utters the uh, yippee ki yay line at the end, and the the mf'er is uh, muffled with a gunshot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very terrible. Mother flubber. I hope he has insurance. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, I don't know. I hope he. Had, yeah, I, I just can see him going. I hope he has insurance. All right. So, the Bruce Willis impression, by the way, the best way to do it is you have to pretend like you're just constipated. So, um, but it's kind of like that. In the early Diehards, he's like normal guy. He's a normal cop, right. you know, and he's right. put in extreme circumstances. But by the time uh, this movie rolls around, you got full-on action hero yeah. John McClane, which just takes away a lot of the charm of it. But we figure he's getting cocky, and he goes. All in the day's work. <laughs> I can't imagine the writer's room uh, when they were writing the script, because those are all excellent guesses. But he actually said, I was out of bullets. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I figured when you heard that, you're going to be all like, oh. I remember that. Mm-hmm. God, I'm so bad with can, quotes. I think we could write a better movie than a lot of these people oh, if, we, if we pooled our minds together. Yes. And it would probably be a lot about sausages. <laughs> yes. yeah. A lot of meat popsicles. Too bad there's no Freddy Got Finger question. <laughs> In the last Boy Scout, Bruno is a down-and-out cynical detective who teams up with a down-and-out ex-quarterback to try and solve a murder. When the QB... XQB goes in fists blazing, the dick reprimands him. This is the 90s. You don't just go around punching people. You have to say blank blank first. This is the 90s. You don't just go around punching people. You have to say blank blank first. You guys are in? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think well, it was in the 90s. So I don't think they made a joke about it. I think they just said whatever. Okay. That's, that's my, my guess. If it was like a movie made now about the 90s, yeah, they would have said some kind of 90s Okay, we joke. can go with your answer if you want. Just say that. Hey, mother <laughs> Fine. All right, we're going with hey, mother uh, We thought that you had to be a little more polite in the 90s and you would say, excuse me. <laughs> uh, well, this was a very meta quote. Uh, this is the 90s. You don't just go around punching people. You have to say something cool first. Oh. oh. Oh, yeah. Man, this is bad. the king of quips. Which reminds me of 22 Jump Street. Yes. I do remember that. I love that movie. Four four wrong in a row. It's not looking good. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Willis round. This is an aside, sorry. About uh, when Die Hard is on cable, or Mm -hmm. when it's on basic cable, the thing... Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. Yeah, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, we should find that clip. It's not a... Sometimes I ask Did that question, fairy but it's God not God mother on some edits. Yeah, there, there's a couple different ones. Yeah, one of them is like Mother God. Flubber, yeah. one's the mother gun. Mother Trucker. Mother Trucker. <laughs> Number five. Of course, Die Hard has the yippee-ki-yay mother load of quotable quotes. For example, when John McClane takes on terrorist Tony, they fight hand-to-hand until they tumble down a flight of stairs where Tony is knocked unconscious. Since he's barefoot... John decides to steal Tony's shoes only to find they're too small. Finish this quote. Nine million terrorists in the world, and I got to kill one with feet smaller than blank, blank. I, I have an I have like a realm. Uh, you know, what? we're both doing so poorly. I'm just going to say it out loud. Uh, it's either like his uh, smaller than my sister or my mother. 
No, it's like I think he's like his feet smaller than my sister. It's something like that, or my mother. It's got to be. I don't know if he has a sister. Got feet smaller than my my mother. My it would sister. also be funny if they, he made like reference to somebody with like small feet, like a dancer or ice skater or something like that. Small yeah, like a ballerina. Let's yeah. go with that. A ballerina for. Let's just go with my sister. Okay. I don't know if he has a sister, but yeah. Okay, we're in with my sister. Better. The answer is my sister. Ooh, I don't know where I pulled that one from. Wow. Wow. I think you know where. It's where the sausage is made. It's <laughs> if, if Bruce Willis, after 40 years of being in the business, finally took a dump, and then now he just has a normal voice, like, hey, guys, ready to do my movie here. Hey, guys. That's what Bruce Willis really sounds like. I want to see a movie, voice. Hey feet. A, a movie about his sister with small feet. A movie about his sister with small feet? Yeah, yeah. Small-footed sister. Pretty, yeah. pretty serious yeah. issue. Yeah. <laughs> But she's also a ballerina. Yeah. He has to come in and like break ballerina's uh, knees so she can go ahead. Tiny toes McLean. That was the plot to Black Swan. <laughs> question number six is a follow-up question. After he relieves Tony of all of his valuables, he sends Tony's corpse down the elevator dressed as Santa where he's found by the other terrorists. Although not a direct quote as it does not leave Bruno's lips, but Hans Gruber's, a.k.a. Alan Rickman, what did John McClane write on Tony's sweatshirt? We're, we are in on this one. <laughs> During the holidays, I've seen um, uh, mass manufactured sweatshirts. Oh, with they this. have them? Yeah. Oh, like that's cool. printed on it. I pretty cool. Created one for myself <laughs> when I was 13. I believe that. <laughs> I'd get one of those. We're in. All okay. right, both teams are in. Uh, really quick, uh, do you want to do the Rickman impression? Or should I? <laughs> we, just we just so we it. can establish. Oh. We could both do it. That's fine. Go ahead. Uh, he Mr. shows the full quote. Mr. Potter. <laughs> you <laughs> better Potter. do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Ooh, yep, that's exactly awesome. what we wrote. Beautiful. That is it. That's hey, correct. Yeah. I had forgotten how to write 10 on my score sheet, so this is Aww. a <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> that's my favorite if we did Harry a, a one-man show of Alan Rickman impressions, it should only be movies that no one cares about that he was in. Like, really just... <laughs> per, there uh, are perfume. so many. Perfume. Yeah. Oh, perfume. Or, like, the one where he's, like, the wine connoisseur, and he's, like, uh, you know, like, gold-level wine or whatever. Oh, yeah. Bottle shock. Bottle shock, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What's the line from Robin Hood? Oh, where he... Cut your eyes up with a spoon. spoon. Yeah, with yeah. a spoon. Yeah. Oh, that was in one of our episodes. Why a spoon, cousin? Because it's uh, it's it? dull, it'll hurt it's, more. Yeah, it's dull, it'll hurt more. <laughs> yeah. You don't, yeah, something like that. Question number seven. <laughs> At the beginning of the Vincent Vega and Marcellus Wallace's wife segment of Pulp Fiction, our Bruce plays a champion boxer named Butch who agrees to take a dive for a large sum of money. Marcellus tells him which round his ass goes down and makes him repeat it. Fill in the blank. In the God blank, damn. my ass goes down. That's what I thought. You you would know better than I would. Are we in agreement? Mm-hmm. That's fine. Right? I have no idea, so. We're locked in. We're locked in. So I don't know if it's right, but we're locked in. Okay. Moviality, we are saying the seventh. Mm. Pretty sure it's the fifth. It is the fifth. <gasps> mm. All right. Sorry, Neil. I had no idea, so don't worry about it. In the fifth round. In the fifth round. As a bald man, I understand the uh, the bandaid on the back of the head when you're shaving with, with a razor, or if you're uh, you're plugging in in the Matrix, or, mm-hmm. or if you're Nelly. Right. Right. Well, the Nelly, the bandaid would be on the front, yeah. right? Or well, if you have I'm to keep it's your a reverse soul Nelly. Inside. Yeah, if you fall asleep with it under your eye, sometimes yeah, yeah. it wakes up. And it's eye. like a perfectly centered cut, too. <laughs> Question number eight. Later in Pulp Fiction, when Butch not only doesn't throw the fight, but in fact accidentally kills his opponent. 
he and his gal pal lie low in a motel until he realizes he forgot to pack his father's watch. As he races back to his apartment to retrieve it, he mutters angrily to himself. Finish this sentence. Of all the f***ing things she could forget, she forgets my father's watch. I specifically reminded her. Bedside table on the blank. I'll give you a hint. It's an animal. Oh. Oh, is it like a um, piece of pottery? Right? Like a key thing or whatever? I had that, I had that in my head and then yeah. said it's Grandfather's an animal. Watch. Right. You like, agree? Yeah, that makes a lot of I sense. I can see it. Do you have an animal? I was like, why is this Why is this in my head? And right. then she said it's an animal. I'm like, okay, that's got to be. Is there an animal that would, would be nice as a piece of pottery you put keys on? Like a, like a tiger or a... Some sort of leopard side table. Why um, would a tiger or a leopard be good to put keys on? <laughs> well, because a leopard, they have the rug and they're like flattened. Bedside table on the... Beds, yeah. I'm just going to name some animals. Tell me what sounds the best. Right. Bedside table on the bear. Bedside, <laughs> bedside table on the cat. Bedside table on the turtle. Bedside table on the kangaroo. Bedside table on the armadillo. I don't know. What do you got? I don't know. All I know is we, we have to go to the scene where he's like, this was your grandfather's watch. <laughs> the impressions are running amok. Running amok today. I don't know. Just pick an animal. I'm, I'm going to go with turtle. Turtle. Okay. We're going to go with turtle. I think Neil said it. I think it's kangaroo. Oh. It is absolutely kangaroo. Oh, damn. Man, it came right out of your mouth. I, I tried so hard not to tell on that. Oh, I tried man. to laugh harder when he said it. <laughs> That's absurd. Good job, guys. Sounds good. All right, number nine. Lucky number 11 opens in a bus terminal where a mysterious assassin known as Good Cat, played by Bruce, tells a story about a misleading double bluff surrounding a fixed horse race that leads to a triple homicide. This particular misleading double bluff has a fancy three-word name. As he explains, a blank, blank, blank is when everybody looks right, you go left. A blank, blank, blank is when everybody looks right, you go left. I'm in. I believe we're in, but yeah, it was Ken. Yeah, I remember watching this. Uh, I used to rent this all the time. It's actually you used to rent this all the time. <laughs> it's pretty. It's, it's pretty not good bad. Movie. Yeah, it's not bad. I do not remember this movie. Morgan at all. Freeman, maybe, Josh maybe Hartnett. We'll t- maybe we'll talk about it during our uh, movieality episode. Yeah, we should. Yeah, you never seen it mm. with Josh Hartnett, Mark? No, I've seen it. I just don't remember any of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't. I feel like it's. Um, I can't. I mean, I, I don't know it. First of all, full disclosure, because I'm like I said, I'm terrible with quotes. But it's something like Triple McGinty or um, <laughs> it's gonna be three words. I know. <laughs> McGinty, McGinty, yeah, yeah. McGinty. It's, a, it's the old, it's the old McGinty, McGinty, McGinty. Triple, triple McGinty. Um, it's the um, the, the, the old. Um, it's the old uh, one, two, three. The old, the old one, oopsie, two, doopsie, doopsie, loopsie. <laughs> it's the old. Uh, it's on a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> The old kangaroo. Uh, how about how about it's just the old the uh, the one two three? I don't know. Sure. Okay. Yeah, we don't know. One two three. Yeah, one two three. I'm not 100 percent positive, but I think it's the Kansas City Shuffle. Hmm. It is the Kansas City Ooh. Shuffle. We're getting foreign violated. Yeah. Yeah, we are. This is tough. All right. I actually have 12 questions written. Uh, so for your final question, I'll give you a choice. Would you rather hear a quote from Hudson Hawk? Or Ocean's Twelve. Probably Ocean's Yikes. Twelve. <laughs> Both. Yikes. Yeah. Twelve. I haven't seen Hudson Hawk in many, many years. Uh, other the Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess Ocean's Twelve. All right. Yeah. All right. Number ten. Finally, our pal Bruce makes a cameo as himself in Ocean's Twelve. In the heavily meta moment where Tess Ocean, played by Julia Roberts, is pretending to be Julia Roberts, she runs into Bruce Willis playing himself. 
When he attempts to use his cell phone near her baby bump, Saul Bloom, pretending to be her OBGYN, admonishes, Do you have any idea how vulnerable a fetus's brain is to the electromagnetic field created by your cell phone? You might as well point a gun at her stomach. Bruce Willis replies, With what three-word retort? <laughs> wow. Is there something, like, medical with that? I mean, that yeah. he would say? Okay. Mm. It's very metal. <laughs> APKA. It's, it, I mean, this whole movie is is all, you know, references to all the actors themselves. So right. it's got to be... Um, sorry point. sorry about that. How about just yippee ki I don't know. That's only two. Oh, yeah. You can say mother... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that movie was PG thirteen. I'm defeated. I'm yeah, defeated. Um, how about um, uh, uh, bun in the oven? I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, let's just say I don't know. Sorry about that. Or, he, he would. He would never say sorry. He's I know. Close. I know. I know. Uh, go f- yourself. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, you, you just right, well, we're in with Yippie K. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll just go. We're in with sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> You you got kind of close for a minute. For a second, you got kind of close. He wouldn't say, I'm sorry, because why? Uh, Because he's Bruce. Oh, I'm Bruce Willis. He says, I'm Bruce Willis. Mm. (laughs) I knew it was something (laughs) meta. That's how he replies. But no points on that last question. So going into the final round, the score is 150 for Moviality and 140 for Team Triviality. Uh, Julie and Jamie are going to give us five categories, and we're going to be able to wager zero to 30 points of uh, what we've accrued so far during the game. And, uh, and then after we hand in our wagers, we will get the questions and do our best to uh, find out who's going to be the cream of the crop today. Okay, you guys ready for your five categories? The categories are Mars, MILFs, Musicals, Math, and Moonshine. Ah, I like the M theme here. Yeah, thanks. All right, the wagers are in, so we're ready for the questions. Okay, question number one. In 2001, Ice Cube starred in this movie that takes place 200 years in the future about a Martian police unit sent to transport a dangerous criminal at a remote mining post, and Ice Cube is that criminal. But when the team arrives, the town seems deserted, and some humans are possessed by former inhabitants of the planet. Also starring Pam Greer and Jason Statham, name this movie. Number two, for the MILFs question. The term MILF originated, of course, describing Stifler's mom in American Pie, played by Jennifer Coolidge. The phrase was first uttered by a character named MILF Guy Number Two. The actor who plays MILF Guy Number Two went on to appear in more movies in the American Pie series and has since starred in two other film franchises. What actor played MILF Guy Number Two? And then number three, for the musicals question. The Disney classic Sleeping Beauty came out back in 1959, and all of the music in this movie consists of different arrangements and adaptations of an 1890 ballet by a certain Russian composer. This composer is also known for creating basically the only two ballets that people really know. Name this composer. Number four for math. Juan has five times as many girlfriends as Pedro. Carlos has one girlfriend less than Pedro. The total number of girlfriends between them is 20. How many girls does each gigolo have? 
And this is how Jaime Escalante taught math in East L.A., a true story portrayed in the movie Stand and Deliver. Escalante is battling to have all of his students enter AP Calculus by their senior year, including one Lou Diamond Phillips, and the actor playing Escalante is suited for this type of command, but this wasn't arguably his most commanding acting job. Who plays Jaime Escalante in Stand and Deliver? And number five, Moonshine. Bobby Gator McCluskey is serving time in prison for running moonshine when he learns his younger brother was murdered and the sheriff is to blame. So Gator goes undercover with the feds to bring his brother to justice. Starring Burt Reynolds, this movie came out in 1973, and three years later, Reynolds made his directorial debut with the movie Gator, which is a sequel to this 73 movie. Also starring Ned Beatty, what movie is this? You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults. It doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Team Moviality is all locked in. All right. We are also locked team in. Team Moviality and Team Triviality are both all locked in. Okay, so for question number one about Mars, um, what movie starred Ice Cube on Mars? Team Moviality, you wagered 20 points, and Triviality also wagered 20 points. What were your answers, guys? Moviality. Uh, we went with Ghost of Mars. Yep, Ghosts of Mars. The answer is Ghosts of Mars. Number two, for the MILFs question, who played MILF guy number two in the American Pie franchise? Team Moviality wagered 15 points. Team Triviality wagered 20 points. What were your answers, guys? Uh, this one gave us a little bit more trouble, but uh, just based on the timeline and the amount of franchises that the person has a starring role in, we went with Chris Pratt. And uh, we thought the franchises you were looking for were Harold and Kumar, Go to White Castle, and Star Trek, so we went John Cho. And the answer is John Cho. Good job, guys. Number three, for the musicals question, um, the musicals or the music for Sleeping Beauty was all based on a ballet written by this Russian composer. Team Moviality wagered 30 points and Team Triviality wagered 20. What were your answers, guys? Uh, we went with Mark, um, Char- Char- <laughs> Tchaikovsky. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we went with the classic Russian composer Tchaikovsky. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the answer is 
Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky. I'm a and of course, upset that you guys got that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the other two ballets that he wrote are the only ones that anybody knows are Swan Lake Swan. and The Nutcracker. Neil's bringing the music. Anyway. Hey, uh, hey, Tchaikovsky, write this. <laughs> <laughs> I was out of bullets. <laughs> um, number four, for the math question, who played Jaime Escalante in Stand and Deliver? And for Team Moviality, you guys wagered 10 points, Triviality wagered 20. What were your answers? Went with uh, Edward James Olmos. We went with the same, Edward James Olmos. Because he was also a commander on Battlestar Galactica, and that is the answer. It is Edward James Olmos. All right. Because it's not his most commanding role. (laughs) And then finally, for number five, the moonshine question. Um, What 1973 movie starred Burt Reynolds where he played a moonshine runner who tried to take down Ned Beatty? Um, for the wagers, Moviality wagered five points, Triviality wagered 20. What are your answers, guys? Uh, we went eastbound and down, loaded up and trucked it to Smokey and the Bandit. I thought that was too simple, yeah. Oh, that's funny. We went with Sharky's Revenge. Sharky's Revenge. <laughs> the answer is White Lightning. Oh. White Lightning is the prequel to Gator, and it's another word for or phrase for moonshine not a bad guess though because he does run moonshine and smoking the band <laughs> well i mean it's illegal coors right yeah yeah Same thing. <laughs> he's running booze he's running booze taking it across texarkana is that right so we got our scores in and for team triviality you guys ended up with 160 points All right. good job give yourselves a pat on the not back bad, that's not, not bad, bad. No. but of course the winners for the evening are team moviality which is probably a good idea because movie was in like the name of your team <laughs> with 220 points so team moviality you guys are the cream of the crop you know that i'm the cream of the crop well, oh yeah how do you feel mark First Pretty time good. Here. I was. I'm glad we we uh, came out victorious. I wouldn't want to have to lose our podcast. <laughs> well, it was it was funny. In Is the that con- what you wagered? Yeah, it was pink. It was right. pink slips, it was, but it was podcast. Though. It was podcast slips. Yeah. Um, it was pretty pretty tough because yeah, we would have given up the podcast, yeah. and Mark was going to have to walk the streets uh, yeah. naked with a sign that says, "I am not." Yeah. Moviality. Right. <laughs> but, and yeah. full disclosure, this was basically Ken versus you two. Yeah. Uh, me and Jeff had very minimal help in this round. <laughs> I think it, yeah, that, the, that's not fair. That's not fair. The, I definitely got some help. The Bruce Willis round, that was very tough. Yeah. Um, well written questions though. Great sorry job, guys. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Yeah. Right. Well, you guys get bragging rights. You win you win some bragging rights. But uh if the losing team or the team with less points wants to take a grab. So in the grab gotta, bag. Gotta stick our hand in the mystery bag, which I'm not so sure about. But yeah, you need to tell them where you no got eyes. that bag, it's Jamie. Yeah. It's the magical mystery bag. Oh, a button <laughs> from Beaver Button Makers. Oh, I love Beaver Button Makers. They made our Who Killed Heather buttons. <laughs> and you got a little green guy. A little They're tiny great. rubber alien. Chicago that, based. That little green guy glows in the dark. Ooh. Chicago based company, guys. Bear. Beaver Buttons. Check them out. Nice. And a little tight. You guys each uh, got something different. Mm. How fun. Don't you love Thanks the prize so bag? I love mm-hmm. the prize uh, bag. I have many mm-hmm. prize bags because they all came with uh, the urns for all my dead pets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I have lots of prize bags. Oh, God. I love it when she says that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Uh, I, I don't know how to follow that. That's great. Um, yeah. Well, uh, well thank, on that note, yeah, on that note. Um, well, and if you guys, if you stick around after the final song and clip of our episode, uh, Jamie will be listing off all of the names of her, her dead pets. But it is going to be about two hours, so <laughs> it's a long haul. Um, so thank you guys so much for coming to host. That was so much fun. Thank you for letting us. This yeah, thank you guys. This yeah. is awesome. Uh, we're actually going to have uh, Jamie and Julia on another episode competing, and then if you guys uh, follow us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Triviality Podcast, we're going to have a bonus episode, a couple uh, with them again, some movie-related ones, and then maybe a 
uh, a bonus that everyone will get to hear. But um, if you guys want that extra content, uh, just make sure to check out that site and uh, sign up for some perks. $5 will get you a, a Triviality sticker plus uh, a, um, a bonus episode a month uh, that we're going to hopefully be um, increasing uh, depending on our, our stretch goal here. But um Yep, $5, you get the sticker. If you join us for $3, you still get the bonus content. You just don't get the sticker, but um, we uh, hope you guys enjoyed. And Matt said we passed 50 reviews. So we're going to be figuring out how to pull five names uh, at random, and we're going to reach out and let you guys know the usernames. Uh, and then as long as you guys respond to us by email of if that's your username, you get your sticker, we'll get your address. And Jeff, what kind of prizes are they going to be? Well, Neil just said we're giving a sticker, but... Uh, uh, they're, they're undetermined what the sticker is. Neil, Neil is ruining the bit as we... <laughs> it's mystery prizes, Neil. I'm sure it's not a button. So so I think I think at a minimum, it's a sticker. Yeah. There will be some did, additional... that there was an additional... Some additional prize, right? mystery prizes. Yeah, there there is. is. Probably a larger prize than a sticker. That's right. Oosie, yeah. I didn't even know that, but that's pretty sweet. Really? So we talked about it in the group chat. That's why we leave you out of things. I was Neil. playing a bit. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, awesome, guys. Well, thank you. Um, thank you very much, uh, Jamie and Julie. If you just want to really quickly just plug your uh, trivia company again and where people can find you. Yeah, uh, you can find us every Tuesday at the Logan Theater at 8 o'clock. We start up uh, signing up for the movie trivia every Tuesday at the Logan Theater. Logan Theater, Tuesday night movie trivia. Uh, you can Theater. also check uh, Chicago Pop Trivia page on Facebook for more trivia fun and bingo games and whatnots. I am only at the Logan Theater. <laughs> I live there. Did we mention the Logan Theater? The Logan Theater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, this episode is uh, sponsored by the Logan Theater. Um, thank you guys for, for being here. On behalf of Ken, Matt, Jeff, and Mark over at Moviality, uh, that was Triviality. Nobody likes you. Everybody hates you. You're gonna lose. Smile, you f- Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon.